I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening in again. Uh, This week, I have another testimony time, and it is with Bethany Harmon. Thanks for coming on the show, Bethany. Thanks for having me. Um, What you don't know is we just had the most awful tech experience beforehand, which I feel like I say this in many episodes. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) You're doing amazing. Well, you're very sweet. So... Bethany also goes to Oakland Heights Baptist Church in Cartersville, which is where I go. Um, And I've actually known Bethany for a very long time because I'm very old and you were pretty young. Back, what year did you graduate? 2014. So I think I was like your care group leader or we'll say Sunday school teacher because it's kind of whatever for other people who don't know what a care group leader is. (laughs) Uh, Back in what 2013 2014 yeah. so that was 100 years ago yeah that was a that was like we adolescent 10, <laughs> 10 years ago oh my <laughs> <laughs> well it's just crazy let so, me just sucker punch your desktop <laughs> while we're doing great listen it's been a weird day that's what we already said um so i've known you for a very long time um and so I know some of your testimony. I know there was like probably a, a bit where I didn't see you um and so I want to get into all the things that you would like to share. Um, so start us off from like how you were raised, at what age you got saved, and just kind of like your foundation of faith at that time. I um, am very fortunate that I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my parents um, have been believers as long as I've been alive. Um, and my parents have always been very heavily involved in church and in ministry. Um, I was born on a Friday, and that Sunday I was like already in the nursery. Nice. So um, I definitely uh, always had uh, the Word of God around me, always knew that you know going to church is what we did. Um, so I'm very thankful that I didn't have a time growing up where I didn't have access to that. So I'm very grateful. Um, I uh, got saved at a really young age. I got saved at seven. I believe you also got saved at seven. I (laughs) did. Yes. So um, like I said, this was really all I knew. I I knew that I was a sinner. I knew that I needed to confess my sins to God. I knew that he um, died um, a death on the cross and that he lived a sinless, blameless life and that he rose again and that he's coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, And to me, since that's all I ever knew, like to me, that just made sense. I just had a childlike faith of like, well, yeah, why would I not believe that? Um, And so... Growing up, I, you know, always, you know, held on to those foundational truths. I always stayed pretty heavily involved um, in church. I was there on Sundays. I was there on Wednesdays. Um, I served in the orchestra for a bit of time. I served in the nursery for a bit of time. Um, And then I started to uh, become a little more well, a little less involved with, uh, the church I grew up in's youth group. And that is when my friend Lauren McKegg, uh, who has previously given her testimony on here, uh, she would periodically invite me to events and such at Oakland Heights. Um, so I first got plugged in at Oakland Heights, uh, in high school, I would come to an event here and there, um, went on a couple of retreats, um, when I was in high school, which is around the time we were introduced to each other. Um, and you know, there was a pretty long hiatus away from (laughs) Oakland Heights, uh, which I'll circle back to. Um, but then recently got plugged back in, uh, in 2020. 
Gosh, 2020, what a year. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> it's like a clown show. That was crazy. Um, but how cool, though, because I think we, the uh, our church has talked about like 2020 just kind of being a year of really either strengthening some people's faith to really see like their need for church and community and things like that or just kind of breaking people. So it's neat that you got plugged back in in that year. So tell us, back us up to your hi- hiatus like <laughs> hiatus <laughs> your hiatus and just like what was going on did you have like any wrestling with god at that time or um what happened so um like i said my my parents are great godly christian people um but along with uh success in faith there was a lot of uh pressure and encouragement, uh, to be very successful, uh, academically. Um, and so my parents and I, we started having, you know, college conversations when I was like 11, like pretty early on. Um, so, uh, I just knew that like, that was my path and I never thought anything differently. Right. Um, you know, it was always, you need to have all A's, you uh, need to be involved in extracurriculars. And I, and I loved that. I, I loved school. Um, I loved being involved in, you know, as many clubs as I could possibly fit in my schedule. Um, and with that being said, as soon as I graduated, um, I went straight off to college. So I went to the University of Georgia and I got a bachelor's of science degree in psychology and a certificate in new media technology. Um, and I came home pretty frequently, um, and would still go to my home church whenever I was in town on the rare occasion that I was, uh, in Athens, I would, you know, visit some churches around the city, but for the most part, I was home on weekends. Um, and I was pretty involved in an on-campus ministry, um, pretty plugged in there. Um, but there was definitely still something missing, mm-hmm. uh, when it came to my faith. Um, and whenever it came time to my senior year, I, I had just always assumed I was going to go straight into graduate school. Um, but then once I became a senior in my undergrad, I said, Ooh, I don't, I don't know that I want to continue and get another degree. I think I kind of want to get some work experience first. Um, and so I actually, uh, went to a career center networking event and that is when I was introduced, uh, to this organization called teach for America. And so, um, I became a Teach for America core member. And with that, I was placed in Jackson, Mississippi, Mm. um, to teach for two years. So can you tell me just a little bit about Teachers for America? Teach for America. Teach for America. Yes. I mean, maybe everybody else knows what that is. (laughs) Explain to me a little bit what that is. Um, So essentially, it's an organization um, that really focuses on educational equity so that one day all kids can have an equitable education. Okay. Um, So I'm sure it's not news to a lot of people that there is a teacher shortage um, across uh, America. And so Teach for America helps to equip teachers either who have some form of education background or maybe not um, an education degree background at all um, to be placed in a classroom, uh, get the tools uh, necessary. And sometimes uh, people who go through the program continue to teach afterwards. Sometimes they take what they learn in that program uh, and apply it into another career like law, educational policy, uh, medicine, what have you. 
Um, so whenever I went and taught in Mississippi, that's really when my faith hit rock bottom. Mm. Um, so I, I pretty much stopped going to church completely. Um, I was just so engulfed in work Mm. um, because the world had taught me, you know, in order to be successful, you need to go get this degree. You need to go get this big girl job. You need to be a strong, independent woman who pays her own bills. And so by the world's standard, Mm -hmm. I should have been thriving. Here I was with this degree from this nice university. I had moved out of my parents' house a couple of states away. I was living by myself in an apartment, um, doing all of the things. And here I was the most miserable Mm -hmm. I had been in my entire life. Um, and the thing is, is that I just put every ounce of energy I had into my work. Um, and you know, I loved my kids and, um, you know, I loved my job and I would get you know, recognitions like teacher of the month. And, you know, I'd make connections with my kids and I was making friends with people I was working with. And I'm like, why am I just so full of negativity? Why am Mm. I so full of bitterness? Um, I mean, I was just, just so mad at Mm. the world all the time. Just, just such a, an essence of dissatisfaction. Yeah. And so whenever, uh, March 2020 hit, um, I was actually on spring break, uh, cause in Mississippi, it's pretty common to have your spring break in March. And so I was at home visiting my parents and that is when, uh, COVID hit. Yeah. Um, so that was toward, uh, the end of my second year. And I knew that I wasn't going to be extending my stay, um, in Jackson. Uh, so to make a long story short there, I bought myself out of my lease. I went ahead and moved all my stuff back home. I was like, there's no sense in me, uh, continuing to pay rent on an apartment I'm no longer in. Um, and so, uh, many people who I'm, who are listening, I'm sure know the name Madison Cowart, who's now Madison Goldberg. (laughs) Um, and during COVID, I would, at the beginnings of COVID, I would always see her post on her Instagram story, um, about her doing a quiet time, uh, by her, by her little pool at her parents' house. And, I just, I was like, I've never really had an established quiet time. And for those of you who that's not a familiar phrase, like when I say quiet time, I just mean that like personal intimate time in the word of God, praying Mm -hmm. and having just that daily conversation and that daily walk with God. And that's just something I had so severely lacked. I had kind of dabbled in it here and there. Um, but it was definitely never something that was, uh, consistent. I was definitely that kid who I would go on something like a retreat with OHBC Mm -hmm. and I would be like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. I'm going to do all the things. Yeah. My full faith and trust is in God. And I'd ride out that spiritual high for a couple of weeks and then be right back where I started. Um, and so I reached out to her and I said, you know, I just, I just really have it on my heart that things need to be different. Like, what does your quiet time look like? Praise God. Yeah. And so, uh, she just walked me through how she structures her quiet time. So she opens it up in prayer. She, uh, reads, um, wherever she's currently at in the Bible. She reads a commentary that a lot of members of our church use, uh, 52 weeks of pursuit by Mm -hmm. Mark Trotter, um, and then closes it up with prayer and sometimes journals a little bit about what God's teaching her. And that day I played an order online for 52 weeks of pursuit. (laughs) Um, 
and when those came in the mail, I started reading through the Bible uh, for the first time. How cool. Um, and so uh, since then, um, I uh, got... Uh, you know, reconnected with Lauren McKegg. We never really had a time of disconnection, but now that I'm back in Cartersville, uh, she said, you know, I, we have this uh, young adult group um, at our church. Uh, we get together and fellowship a lot. Um, I'm going to put you in our, in our group message. And so that way you like know when all the things are happening. And so I would periodically, I was still going to my home church, but then uh, on Thursdays, whenever they would meet up, uh, I would go to their, uh, little small group Bible study, um, their fellowship events that they would have. And man, I felt microscopic in comparison to a lot of the people oh, there, yeah. not in the sense that anybody was demeaning. Everybody right. was so welcoming, so incredibly amazing, but just, just seeing how God was doing a work in so many of the young adults in right. advance was just incredible. I'm like, here I am. I've grown up in church my whole life, but like, mm. I feel like I don't have what these people have. They're talking about like being in the word every single day, talking about like what the Lord is teaching them, how God is working yeah. in their lives. A lot of them were plugged into discipleship and had like a one-on-one -on -one Christian mentor. And I was like, I need that sort of accountability in yeah. my life. I never really doubted my salvation, so to speak, but I would have what I say, like some eternal security issues where sometimes I would just think about me like dying and being at the feet of Jesus mm -hmm. and just being so full of like shame and fear oh, yeah. of like, and I would immediately just want to shut it off. We're not thinking about mm -hmm. that. Like I'm done. We'll deal with it later. And so I was like, I don't want to feel that way anymore. Right. Um, and so I was like, I need this discipleship accountability that they all keep mm. talking about. Like, I want what these people have. And so in September of 2020, I actually started uh, attending Oakland Heights on Sundays as well. And believe it or not, my first Sunday there was actually day one of the Discover membership class. Hey. Um, and so I was like, you know, I'm, I'm testing the waters a little bit just on my own, going mm -hmm. to a service and small group. Uh, but the next week I was like, I feel, I feel all in. Yeah. And so that next week I jumped in at week two in the discover membership class. And shortly thereafter, uh, took cost of discipleship and, you know, learned what it really means, uh, for you to be a follower of Christ. And so in March of 2021, I was paired with Lindsay Allred, sweet angel. Uh, and how exciting about Chris being ordained her husband tomorrow as a pastor. Yes. yes. I'm so excited. I, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> We're not going to do that. I mean, just both of them being so, um, available to the Lord and humble mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just examples to everybody. And so I'm just so thankful Chris and Lindsay come to our church and they're in leadership. He's about to get ordained. And it's so cool that Lindsay discipled you. Like yes. what a sweet story. Yes. Oh, I love her mm. with Oh, all my heart. She, she, it truly was like having my own personal cheerleader yeah. uh, to just help me grow in the faith. I mean, her, I look back at the beginning of our relationship and see me being the little babe in Christ that I was, I'm like, I already know this stuff that we're talking about in these that. lessons. Like, I need to be challenged. Like what, what are we doing kind of thing? And, and I would never, I never said this to her, but I was just kind of like, 
yeah. You feel like you've been there, done that knowledge department. Exactly. And you know, the Bible says knowledge puffeth up. (laughs) Girlfriend didn't actually know anything. Right. Yeah. Um, And so I'm like, praise God that she just had such a patient, Mm. meek spirit with me because good grief. If I would (laughs) have, if I would have been paired with me, things would have probably been different, but. But I was the same way (laughs) when I was paired with Mandy Baxter, because I got discipled, I think in like 2011 or something, but I had, you know, been close with the Lord. Um, we'll say like at the end of high school, right at the, uh, beginning of when I got out of high school before I lost my mind. Um, <laughs> and so like I knew all these things and mm-hmm. I had read through the Bible before and all this stuff. And so when I got paired with her, it's kind of like, I don't feel like I need this. Like mm-hmm. I already know this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Like walking with somebody and seeing all the grace they kind of give you Ooh. as they're probably like, Oh, just how parents can be with their kids, which is like, I love you, but okay. <laughs> you poor, sweet, ignorant thing. <laughs> <laughs> but like really, you know, like you said, knowledge puffs up. And so, you know, Getting past the point of being like, oh, just because I know this, mm. I don't know this in my heart. And exactly. Live it in my life. So that's been that's been cool. It's good to, to hear what you're saying about you and Lindsay. <laughs> yes, uh, she she was just such an incredible leader in my life, and she she just does everything heartily to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we actually had. Uh, a journey circling back to my career, um, in, in discipleship, because again, even though I, you know, was being more intentional with wanting to pursue the Lord, I, I was still wrestling with my career having such a priority for me. Like I was the person who wanted to be involved. Like I wanted to sponsor a club. I wanted to drive two hours to the away basketball game. And, uh, I wanted to, Uh, you know, come up with these like really creative lessons. And just the thing was, is that that ultimately wasn't being used to glorify God. Mm. Um, and I was still experiencing so much discontentment. And so, you know, what I love about discipleship is that it's, it's not just her like handing me this binder full of lessons, like you're doing life together. And so we actually took a pause on the lessons and did a book study through Philippians, uh, using, uh, Warren Worsby's book, Be Joyful. And at first I remember being so angry with her, like, like I don't get an F in this class. <laughs> <laughs> like there are people who were paired either the same time as me or after me. Right. They are wrapping up discipleship. <laughs> and here you have me going through the book of Philippians for like three months. Right. Like girlfriend. Right. Um, praise God that we have leaders in our life that yeah. know more than we do. Yeah. Um, because that was such an encouragement and such a work of the Lord. Because literally when we finished our own personal study through the book of Philippians, learning about, you know, having joy in the Lord and not in our circumstances. That's when James DeCoker, our lead pastor, started our kind of year long story or well, year long sermon series, uh, through the book of Philippians, yeah. through, uh, all those joyful series. And so it just does ring true. The thing is, is that I just had this habit of, Filling this void that only God can fill. Mm -hmm. My career is not going to fill that void. A boy is not going to fulfill that void. Nothing will fulfill that void except for the Lord. Right. Um, And so with that, um, praise God that we did that study. And I ended up finishing a discipleship in March of, uh, no, 
around May of 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're coming up on about a year of finishing. Um, and you know, I, I knew that there was the possibility of being paired with a disciple and I knew that she had equipped me, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, that is scary. Right. That is, that is me being in charge of a soul. <laughs> um, and so, uh, I haven't been paired, uh, with a disciple yet, but I've, I'm still continuing to learn so much through our ministry tools and training classes. Yeah. Um, I took how to study the Bible last semester and this semester I'm in spiritual growth and, Both of those classes have been absolutely amazing, but I particularly am loving spiritual growth because I had this misconception that when I had completed discipleship, I, not because somebody like miseducated me on it, just like my kind of my own ignorance of, you know, I've been discipled. I don't, I don't get to mess up anymore. Mm. Like I need to be sure that I am, you know, dotting my I's, crossing my T's, like all the things need to be crystal clear, perfect in line and in order. And that's just not true. Mm -hmm. There is still so much growing to be done Mm -hmm. after discipleship is over. And so with my focus so much being on the world's idea of success, um, there's been a lot of issues of me just wanting control over every tiny aspect of my life. And with that, um, I've experienced a lot of issues, uh, with anxiety. Um, so, um, in high school, you know, I remember having, um, a couple of panic attacks over Mm -hmm. the most minor of things like being at a marching band event and I couldn't find my glove. And all of a sudden I'm searching on the bus for my glove. And then I start hyperventilating and can't catch my breath. Um, you know, have knowing that I have a solo, um, in our concert band performance. And all of a sudden I feel like I can't do it and Mm -hmm. I have a panic attack. Um, and then going into college, I had a lot of obsessive compulsive issues where I just feel like I had to complete all of these ritualistic behaviors, um, in order to avoid bad things happening. So it all, it all just boiled down to, I need to be in control of every single aspect of my life. And so, in my mind, now that, you know, I've been discipled and I've been, you know, trained up in my mind, I wasn't allowed you to have those struggles. for yourself. Yeah. Yes. An unachievable one. Right. That. That's yeah, for sure. <laughs> Not a biblical one. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in Ephesians six twelve, uh, it says for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in mm-hmm. high places. Um, because at the end of the day, Satan knows just how to get a hold of each and every one of us. Um, and for me, a lot of the times that is within work. And that is within, uh, being in control and being organized and making sure that everyone is always pleased with what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and that, um, I'm not making anybody upset and I'm doing just all the things all of the time. Mm. And the thing is, is that my success, my value is not placed in those things. Mm-hmm. Um, because first Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. but thanks to be to be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And so one of the things that I've really had to learn is first of all, keeping my thoughts 
captive. For sure. Um, Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. I just read that today. Oh, sweet. <laughs> and because I... What honestly can get me so worked up um, is I will just go down the rabbit hole of all of these potential Mm. what if scenarios of what if this happens and what if this happens and if I don't do this, then they're going to think this of me. And so coming up with all of these arbitrary, untrue scenarios and just letting that fester within me. And it's like, uh -uh uh-uh-uh. Like, no, that's not what we're going to do. That's not true. We're going to take that thought captive and we're going to pray to God about it. Um, Testing down all imaginations. Yes. That exalted itself against God. Yeah. Yes. And even today, um, I actually uh, just wrapped up uh, 1 Corinthians and um, Mark Trotter said in 52 Weeks of Pursuit um, that in let's see first corinthians uh, chapter 16 verse 9 it reveals a fact of ministry we must never lose sight of open doors and adversaries go hand in hand fulfilling our mission on this planet is not a walk in the park it is a battle expect resistance expect trials expect difficulties expect adversaries Mm -hmm. but by all means expect victory by god's grace press on be strong in the lord and in the power of his might yeah and the thing is is that I had spent so much of my time and energy trying to do everything uh, to please man. But um, the Bible says in Colossians 3.23, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Mm -hmm. Lord Mm -hmm. and not unto men. At the end of the day, I have to just reflect, like, am I glorifying God Mm -hmm. with this? Or am I just trying to, like, please a leader in my life? Am I just trying to uh, please my place of work? Um, because at the end of the day, my focus needs to be on, is this bringing God glory? Okay. That's what my focus needs to be on. Not if I'm going to like get a gold star or a good Mm. review or an add a girl, um, because I feed off of those words of affirmation Mm. of building me up. But the thing is, is that I'm complete in Christ. Um, and I'm just so grateful that the Lord has been so encouraging, um, to me in my reading daily. And that that's really what it boils down to. Like if you're, if you're someone who is struggling with things, whether it be anxiety like myself or whether it be, um, depression or bitterness or whatever, I mean, first I would encourage you if you're not saved, of course, you need to call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. It says for whosoever uh, shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So first and foremost, I pray that you make that decision. But if you're already saved and you're still struggling with these things, um, being in the word Mm. daily, I mean, is such a game changer. Um, my mom and I are incredibly close. I love, I love me some Becky. She's great. (laughs) Um, but the thing is, is that if it is extremely odd for me to go a day, without talking to her. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to know how many attempts it took for her to get the wordle that day. I want to send her cute pictures of my dog sleeping in the same position every five minutes. (laughs) Like I, I just love to get to know her and I love to know about her life. And it's like, do I have that same yearning to be in that constant communication with the Lord? Um, and so I love, uh, documenting what the Lord is teaching me, Mm -hmm. uh, through his word. And I love, um, talking to him through prayer. And I'm so thankful that 
even though I'm no longer in discipleship, there are still leaders, um, at our church who invest in me and people who hold me, um, accountable. And I'm just so thankful that, uh, we're just so enriched and edified uh, by our local body. Yeah. I think so too. I think, you know, kind of what you're saying with, you know, all the pressure that you put in yourself and the burden, like that you would carry with all these unrealistic expectations or what ifs and things like that. And how the Bible talks about, you know, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. These things are obviously not from the Lord. You know, it's from, um, from the enemy or from our flesh and that we can have victory in Christ. And I think what's interesting too, like what you're talking about, um, the value that we place in the word of God. We were talking earlier today, me and, and Maddie and, um, Abby DeCoker, uh, just about how, like circumstances and people will mess you up every time if you're not strong in the word of God. Like you have to know what God's word says so that when your mind starts going every place, you know, and you start putting unrealistic expectations in yourself or somebody lets you down or you feel like you didn't please somebody Mm -hmm. good enough or whatever, you know what God's word says, you know who he is so that you might have a struggle and a wrestle at that moment with your mind and your heart, but you can go back to the word of God and say, okay, what is truth? Where can I land my feet on? And how can I get my mind straight? You know? So that's really neat. Um, just how, man, just like, it's just so neat knowing you from before. And then when you came back in the picture, I was like, Hey, I know that girl. <laughs> that's Bethany. And then being able to see you grow so much in these past couple of years. And I think it's just so great that when people, you know, God wants us to be cold or hot, right? Not lukewarm. Yeah. So make up your mind, right? Of whatever you're going to believe, make up your mind and live full force for it. And so that's what you did, right? You came back to church in 2020 and then you're just committing all over the place, you know, not, <laughs> not perfect, not without flaws because we're humans, but that you gave your heart to the Lord and you meant it. You know, I just, I don't know. I'm just so very excited about it. You're sweet. So, um, what's God doing in your life right now? How's he talking to you, um, currently in your own quiet times and just what he's doing? So, uh, today, like I said, I just finished up, uh, first Corinthians, uh, but really, um, I would say over the past couple of months, so around starting around mid December, I started to notice a consistent, pattern in my reading. That was around the time uh, I started uh, in the Gospel of Matthew. So I was reading through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and then Romans. And then, uh, like I said, just finished 1 Corinthians uh, today. Um, And there just was this consistency of bringing forth fruit and, you know, the harvest being plenty, but Mm -hmm. the laborers being few and preaching and teaching and foreign missions and Um, And in addition uh, to my reading, noticing themes outside of that within the church, I went to, I had the pleasure of going uh, to Kansas City uh, to Mission Focus, and I got to attend uh, the Women in Missions um, uh, breakout sessions. And then uh, our discipleship pastor, uh, Thomas Harding, um, has preached uh, recently about, you know, us being you know, ascending church. He wants people to feel equipped to evangelize, um, and to plant churches and to just ultimately reach people, uh, with the word of God. And 
You know, I don't know exactly verbatim, you know, what that looks like for me. Um, but you know, it's just such a contrast to what I used to think my life, you know, might look like, because, you know, I always thought, you know, I was a girl boss career girly (laughs) and that I was just going to, you know, climb the the ladder of worldly success that way. Um, but you know, God's plans are not are almost always not our plans. (laughs) Um, and so, uh, you know, I've met with, um, you know, our lead pastor and was like, Hey, this is what God has been teaching me in my reading. I don't super know what to do with this information, but I just really felt led to tell you. Um, and so, uh, he thought it was great. He was such an encouragement to me. And, you know, he said, you know, this could mean any, any number of things, you know, maybe it's just God, you know, seeing that you're, you know, you're willing to like, if it comes down to it, to make that choice to, uh, be a part of foreign missions that you're willing. It could be something to do with missions giving. Um, and so he encouraged me to take advantage of, uh, the next mission trip, uh, opportunity. And so, um, fortunately, uh, this June, um, our church is sending a team to El Salvador and I'm very excited, uh, to participate in that. Um, and I'm just continuing, uh, to pray, um, and seek the Lord and his guidance Mm -hmm. on, you know, what this means for me as far as like how I can best be obedient to him, what it is that I can learn and apply to my life, because that's what it comes down to. I can't just be a hearer of the word. I have to be a doer of the word. Um, and so I can't just, you know, hear all of these things and then just do nothing with it. And so, um, I'm excited to see what the Lord has in store. Yes. It's so awesome. And it's just, it's neat to see all the different steps and stages that you've gone through with the Lord and learning what he has to say and changing things with your career. And then it's like, and here's a little more and here's a little more. And now, you know, so I just think, um, it's just really neat how God works and how he continually talks to us and everything. So anyways, thanks for being on the episode and for sharing everything. And, um, and I'm sure, you know, people will be able to, um, relate to a lot of the things that you said. And so your encouragement to me and I love you. I love you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) 